0: Take your Bibles, please, if you would, and turn with me to Genesis chapter 21. We are journeying through the book of Genesis. Last Sunday, we looked at the first part of Genesis chapter 21. And uh, today, we're going to look at verses uh, 14 and through the remainder of the chapter. So many times in life, we find ourselves in situations and circumstances that is hard to understand and hard to explain. So many times we find situations that it seems like there are no answers to. You come to a passage of Scripture like this and you begin to scratch your head a little bit. And it seems like Hagar and her son Ishmael, who had been cast out from Abraham's household. And because of that, they had gone out into the wilderness. And there they find themselves in a wilderness that they did not know what to do or where to turn to. Sometimes we find ourselves in wilderness. Sometimes we don't know exactly what to do, and sometimes we don't know exactly where to turn to. But all there is a tremendous message in this passage of Scripture that, of how God ministered to them in the midst of the wilderness. So with your Bibles open, would you stand with me in reverence of reading God's Word, its infallible and errant Word of God? We're going to begin reading in verse 14 of Genesis chapter 21. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and put it in on her shoulder. He gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. She departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water in the skin was used up. And she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him, and lifted her voice and wept and cried. And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise! Lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelled in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Puran And his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. Father, I'm so grateful and thankful for your precious word. And I just ask that your special anointing would be upon the preaching and the hearing and the receiving of your word. Pray, dear Lord, that Christ will be magnified and glorified in what is said and done here today. Father, I pray that you will do a demonstration of your power, will exercise a demonstration of your power in this hour. For we ask this in, Je- in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Sometimes situations happen. And you scratch your head, and you begin to wonder why. I think about of all the hurricanes and the tornadoes and and the natural disasters that takes place. And to understand that in the midst of that, many lives as well as many homes are destroyed. And you begin to ask, why, God? Then you think about... When sickness falls upon an individual, or sickness falls upon a little child, I'm reminded of the story. You may have seen the paper this morning of a little boy He lived to the age of about four. His last two years, he suffered with cancer. His mom and dad experienced tremendous, tremendous heartache watching that little child experienced that sickness and eventually death. Fortunately and thankfully of how God blessed, four days after that little boy had died, that mother gave birth to another little son. So, oh, how grateful. God works and demonstrates His power in the midst of those days of wilderness. I'm reminded of a story I read Saturday, March the 25th, in 1911. 500 employees was at, in this particular building in New York City, of the Ash Building. And over 145 of them perished in a terrible, terrible fire. Come to find out what had happened, many of the doors were had been locked because it was at closing time and those employees was unable to get out of that building. But because of that very thing, even those 145 perished in the death of that fire, that out of that came what we know of today of fire exits, fire escapes, fire alarms, those things that came from the learning from that experience of that fire. So as I began to look at a story like Hagar, the Bible reminds us that Sarah comes to Abraham and tells Abraham that Hagar and Ishmael, they've got to leave. You remember last week, there was rivalry between the two boys. And Sarah became very jealous as well as very upset with Hagar's son Ishmael. And so she goes to her husband Abraham and says, They've got to leave. Well, that sounded kind of cruel. But at the same time, the Bible says that God willed it to be happen. That God allowed it to happen. And God endorsed this very thing. And so now we find in the closing chapter, uh, part of that chapter, we find Abraham giving Hagar his handmaiden, gave her a bottle of water and a loaf of bread, and sent them away. And the Bible says they went out into the wilderness. Can you imagine? It seems rather heartless. It seems rather cruel. And yet the Bible says that there is Hagar and Ishmael wandering in the wilderness. Stumbling and stammering and wondering what in the world they're going to do. How are they going to survive? Where are you, God? in the midst of those days of wilderness, possibly you today are going through the midst of the wilderness. Possibly you have experienced a day of trouble like you have never experienced before. Maybe because of sickness. Maybe because of a divorce. Maybe because of a wayward child. Maybe because of financial crisis. But you don't know where to turn to. You don't know what to do. Let's look at this passage of Scripture for a few moments. and I want to share with you two valuable truths as you begin to look at this passage of Scripture. Genesis chapter 21 verse 10 tells us that we're Wherefore, she said unto Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And then, of course, in Genesis chapter 21, verse 12, as we saw last Sunday, it says, but God said to Abraham, do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman." Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice. For in Isaac, your seed shall be called. Two truths that I want to share with you out of the passage of this scripture here today. Number one, the wilderness in which her resources were depleted. Her resources were depleted. Look what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 21, verse 14. So Abraham rose early in the morning, took bread and a skin of water, putting it on her shoulder. He gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed, wandering in the wilderness of Beersheba. Can you imagine what Hagar must would, was experiencing at this particular time. Why, after all, it was Sarah's idea for Abraham to have a child with her. It was not Hagar's idea. It was of their own making. It was of their own choosing that they were going to have a child, thinking that that was going to fulfill the promise that God had said that he would bless Abraham's seed. But it was the works of the flesh as we understood it last week. But here is Hagar, seemingly that she is reaping the repercussions from that decision making. You'll notice two things about what Hagar experienced when she was there in the wilderness. First of all, you'll notice we see her straying in the wilderness. The Bible says in verse 14 that she wandered in the wilderness. The word wander means to stray, means to be out of the way, to get them out of the way from the household of Abraham and Sarah. She finds herself lost. She finds herself confused. She finds herself in a hopeless situation. She finds herself hot and barren in a wasted land. Someone here today could be feeling that very thing. That you're in a wasted land. A land of wilderness. Still reminds me of a, a little comic cartoon of Peanuts. There um, uh, Lucy and Charlie Brown had a, was having a discussion. And Lucy said that, uh, you know, life is like as being like a deck of chairs on an uh, ocean liner. She says. Some would place their chairs of where they are, see where they're going. Some would place their chairs to see where they were coming from. Some would place their chairs and just seeing where they're at. And about that time, a little Charlie Brown said, huh, I can't even get my chair unfolded. <laughs> That's the way some people felt. Some people feel like that their life can't seem to be unfolded in a proper way. Every time they turn around, they find themselves up against the wall. They find themselves wandering in the wilderness. And how desperate they find themselves in that type of situation. A few years ago, I heard about a heart-rendering story of about this dad. This dad had a little girl. And this little girl had suffered in a terrible fire accident and she'd perished. Two years prior to that, his wife had suffered A terrible, terrible disease of cancer. And she died. This man felt like he was all alone, And this man felt like there was no hope. And he felt like there was no worth of living any longer. So he sent a vanilla folder, uh, folder to this uh, radio show, saying that he was going to take his life. And as the radio announcer received that, that folder, they began desperately looking for him, and they found him where he had taken his own life. But inside his coat pocket was a little drawing of a sunset that his daughter had drawn and she had put her name under that drawing. And he had left a note that when you bury me, please leave that in my coat pocket. Then he said, in the closing remarks of that statement, before he died, there's no reason to live any longer. There is no hope. What a tragedy. What a tragedy. To think that you'd come to a point and a place of where you're in such desperation to think there is no hope for life. But yet, you know, there's people that are faced with trials and troubles and tribulations every single day. And no doubt, Hagar must have felt that way. That there she was wandering in the wilderness, and there she was just straying away. But then you'll notice in verse 15 that we not only see her straying in the wilderness, but we also see her suffering in the wilderness. The Bible says in verse 15, And the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. It wasn't many days in the wilderness that all of her resources had been depleted. It wasn't many days until the bottle of water that Abraham had given her was gone. The bread had been eaten. And now, under that hot summer day, that humid day, in the wilderness, stumbling, staggering, and slumbering there in the wilderness, she finds her son, looks like he's about to die. And she puts him under a shrub, the Bible says, and that under that shrub, she wanted to Depart from his presence because she did not want to see him die. See, not only people are in the wilderness today, but sometimes in the wilderness they feel like their resources have been depleted. They're they're seemingly like there is no hope. And all the resources that one might think that to give life seems to be gone. It's rather discouraging as you began to look at this passage of scripture. Very discouraging. Sometimes there are people that lives that life for their whole entire life. I'm reminded of the painter Van Gogh, who was a, who was no stranger to the art world from 1880 to 1890. This Dutch painter painted more than 1,600 paintings. His paintings today are some of the most priceless paintings that they are. But at the age of 37, he felt like there was no hope. At the age of 37, he took his own life. And in the closing words of his life, he says, there is no end to sorrow. He felt that there was no end to his sorrow, and apparently he felt like he could go no longer. Well, I'm so glad that I don't have to end on a note like that. I am so glad that Jesus Christ has given me hope, and that Jesus Christ has reminded me that He is my resource to all of my needs. And so, my friend, you're here today as a child of God. I want to remind you, God has blessed you even though you may be in the wilderness. And he's going to watch over you. Now, let me share with you something that's very exciting. Not only do I see the wilderness in which her resources were depleted, but I want you to notice in these verses of scriptures in verse 16 and following where this well in which her resources were repleted, God comes through. God begins to take place in her life of reminding and giving to her and supplying to her the resources of life. Listen to what he says in verse 16. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and she cried and she wept. Oh, I'm so grateful that when we cry to the Lord, that the Lord hears us. When we're weeping, He knows our tears. Look in verse 17. The Bible says, And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where He is. That reminds me two things. There's a God in heaven that hears us, my friend. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what you're experiencing. I don't care how deep you are in the wilderness. We have a God that who hears our cries. The Bible says here that God heard this lad. He heard Hagar's cry. God doesn't have a deaf ear to His children. God doesn't have a deaf ear to those that will cry unto the Lord. I'm reminded of the night that when the disciples was out on the boat and a storm comes up. You remember the story that when Jesus was in the back of the boat and He was asleep? And you remember that there was... Thunder and lightning. And yet, that did not wake awaken the, the Lord Jesus Christ. The winds blew. That didn't awaken the Lord Jesus Christ. But then the Bible says, the disciples cried unto the Lord. And the Bible says, immediately, Jesus was awakened. Boy, I'm so grateful. I've experienced it in my life, and I know you have too, at certain times that we go through a crisis, we go through a storm, or we go through a wilderness, and that we begin to find ourselves seemingly all alone. And we don't know where to turn to. We don't know what to do. But we cry unto the Lord, and the Bible says He hears us, and He responds to us. I'm reminded of the passage of Scriptures that blesses my heart many, many times as I have looked to them. Psalms chapter 34, verse 15. Listen to this. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their cry. Boy, I tell you what, if you've got that passage of Scripture in your Bible, I would write right beside of it, amen, glory, hallelujah that He hears our cry. Psalms 18 verse 6 says, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. And He heard my voice from His temple and my cry came before Him even to His ears. Glory, hallelujah. Hagar did the only thing that she knew what to do, and that was to cry unto the Lord. Heard about one little boy who was out on the playground, and he fell down, and he scubbed his knees. the, The teacher came running. She says, Now, Johnny, don't cry. Don't cry. Everything will be Okay. He says, I'm not going to cry, I'm going to call my lawyer. (laughs) Well, my friend, there are times that we need to cry. I hear big boys don't cry. My friend, I'm reminded of Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. I'm reminded of the Lord Jesus Christ when he heard the news about his dear friend Lazarus that had died. The Bible says he wept. He cried. There's something about tears and something that through those tears that rings a special attention to the heart of our Almighty God. I'm reminded of another passage of Scripture. The Bible tells us in Psalms 107 verses 4 and following, It says, they wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distresses. Cried unto the Lord, and He delivered them. One of the passages of scriptures that blesses my heart in a very special way is found in the book of Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15 says that so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. They had just come from that great experience of the Red Sea. And you can imagine of how they were having a hallelujah service that God had parted the Red Sea. But the Bible says, then they went into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Their resources had been depleted, just like Hagar. Now when they came to Mar, they could not drink, because the water, waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Mara. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? What did he do? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statue, an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, You will diligently heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statues And I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought you out of the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And then they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees, so they camped there by the waters." Twelve wells of water, more than they could ever imagine that they would ever need. One for every elder, one for every tribe. They gave, God gave them more than they could ever possibly could need. And my friend, have you not, in your days of trouble, have seen that God has supplied a source of grace in your life that you could never, ever imagine? Have you not experienced the love and the presence of God in the midst of that wilderness more than ever before? Sometimes God allows us to go through the wilderness just to prove to us who He is and what He can do. And so therefore, I want you to be reminded, there is a God in heaven that hears us, but there is a God in heaven that helps us. The Bible says in verse 19, Then God opened her eyes, listen to this, and she saw a well of water. And she went and drank and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. Her bottle was empty, but God provided a well. God provided her a well. He didn't give her just another bottle of water which would be exhausted later on, but He gave her a well that would never be exhausted. Oh, glory to God. In verse 20 and 21, listen to this. So God was with the lad, and he grew and he dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer, and he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. She lived the rest of her life in the wilderness, but all God supplied her and supplied her needs. Oh my friend. When I think about that. I think about the song. A song that reminds us. Of how God. Gives us more grace. Than we could ever imagine. Listen to this for a few moments. When we have exhausted our store of endurance. Endurance. When our strength has failed, ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving has only begun. All oh, praise the Lord has only begun. My friend, God will give you a well That's enough to reach and meet every need of your life. I am so grateful and thankful that in the midst of the darkness and in the midst of the wilderness, even though that I seem to be hopeless and helpless, that God begins to appear to me the greatest. And to begin to minister to me like He's never ministered to me before. I know we've got some families in our church today that are going through some real crisis. But to see them and to watch them and to see God's grace expressed and demonstrated in their life, you know what? It not only blesses them, it blesses us. And it reminds us that His grace is sufficient for that hour of need. What is your need today? Do you find yourself in a wilderness? There's three things that I want to remind you as I close. If you're in the wilderness today, When I don't think God is listening, my friend, let me remind you, He is. When I don't think God has a plan, He does. And when I think things are out of control, they're not. I need to be reminded of those things. That no matter what the situation is, God is in control. And you know what? That what makes me love Him and praise Him and a desire to serve Him greater today than ever before. So be of good cheer, my brother. Be of good cheer, my sister. You're in the wilderness. Your resources have been depleted. God's grace is going to be like a whale. That will supply and meet your need, whatever it may be. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for reminding us through the life of Hagar. Thank you for the way that you minister to her, in the way that you minister to us today. Father, I pray that today that this message has been a source of encouragement and a reminder of God's amazing grace in the lives of Your people. Lord, I pray that You will work as only You can in this moment. Lord, there might be someone here today very discouraged and perhaps very depressed. Lord, just remind them that they're very special in your eyes. That you love them and that you're here to take care of them. And to remind them that life with the Lord Jesus Christ is that abundant life that is fulfilling every heart that believes in you. There may be someone here today that's going through a trial, a tribulation, a wilderness, that you've allowed this to happen in order to get their attention. To remind them that if they'll trust you as Lord and Savior... That you will not only save them from their sins, but that you will, dear Lord, will give them your presence in the hour of need. Lord, there may be some here today that you've led to be a part of the fellowship of this church. I encourage them to follow your will. So, Lord, we have... Ask to have thy own way in the hearts and the lives of your people. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.